The following episode of Mystic Pizza Minute may be too spooky for younger audiences. Parental discretion is advised. And welcome to Mystic Pizza Minutes Spooky Halloween Spectacular. I'm John Windsor. I'm David Holford. And today we've uh, written a story for you. Yeah, we're doing something a little off format. We're on hiatus currently, but we thought we'd check in with you. And we have something special planned for this special episode. Yeah, we uh, what we did was we went and uh, we wrote some Mystic Pizza fan fiction. Basically. <laughs> so this is actually like a prequel to Mystic Pizza, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's uh, one that is seasonally appropriate for this spooky season that we currently are in. Yeah, so we wrote a spooky tale. It's set during Halloween, the year prior to the events of Mystic Pizza. Right, and it stars Kat and JoJo and Bill, and Bill's friend Jake, and Daisy, and, you know, all your Mystic Pizza pals from the 1988 Donald Petrie-directed movie Mystic Pizza. Yeah. So, without further ado, everyone, we present to you Werewolves of Mystic. Tourist season in Mystic was long over the summer homes packed up and now standing empty along the waterfront, their frames rattling in the cool autumn winds carried over the placid waters. The view of the shoreline from Bill's boat was a spectacular explosion of warm colors, orange and red leaves seemingly picked out by God to contrast with the deep blue sky above. Boy, those rich assholes don't know what they're missing out on, do they, Jake? Bill Riley noted as he gazed inland pulling the top of his too-thin blue windbreaker closed at the collar. Yep, old Mystic sure is a beaut this time of year, replied Jake as he guided the boat back in the dock, a couple hundred pounds of mackerel in its hull. Want to get some Halloween drinks with me and Joe at the peg leg once we get ashore? Just you two? Well, it's Daisy's day off too, I think, so she's probably there with her. I don't know, Bill. I could just stay on this here boat and drink for free, Jake said, pouring the last of a can of Miller High Life down his throat and slapping the side of the boat. She's a mighty good listener and doesn't expect you to buy her drinks. Jake threw his empty bottle into the harbor, and it made a faraway dunk splash somewhere in the dark cold water around them. Yeah, but a boat can't suck your dick, Jake, said Bill out of the corner of his eye. Come on, it's Halloween. The ladies of Mystic are going to be all hopped up on the spooky holiday spirit. They're going to be bobbing for apples, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I know. Bill looked over at Jake and pounded a single fist against his chest. The apples are dicks. Come on, Jake. Bill got up and disembarked, leaving Jake aboard the boat, determined to go meet the girls, with or without him. He stopped for a moment to throw his empty beer into the harbor. 
Jake stayed where he sat on the boat, pretending for a moment to stand his ground, in hopes that maybe Bill would turn around and change his mind, but he kept walking anyway. Jake grunted, annoyed, and got up to run after him. Wait, Bill! Alright, I guess I'm in. I'd have probably just ended up falling asleep in the cabin anyway. Jake threw his half-empty beer bottle into the harbor and followed Bill into the dark. He had a bit of trouble keeping up, as Bill seemed to have a certain pep in his step. Slow down a bit, will ya? Nah, Jake, we gotta hurry, said Bill. We gotta make a quick stop first. A quick stop before the peg leg? asked Jake. What do you gotta get smokes or something? Nah, Jake, I got a plan, said Bill, thinking to himself. Just shut up for a minute and trust me, will ya? Yeah, you always got a plan, don't ya? The Peg Leg Pub, rather than its usual clientele of lost sailors and worn-out pounties, tonight hosted a menagerie of ghouls and ghostbusters, scantily clad angels and drunkenly leering devils, Martians, mummies, monsters of a staggering variety, and one stumbling, slurring skeleton. Ronald Reagan and Walter Mondale were both in attendance, drinking cores through straws in their plastic masks' rigid mouth slits. A pirate with an eye patch and a parrot on his shoulder attended bar, keeping one eye on the patrons to make sure none took more than their fair share from the plastic jack-o'-lantern on the counter filled with fun-sized Snickers bars. Somebody somewhere sent an empty glass beer bottle soaring through the air, and it smashed into a million pieces against a nearby wall, alerting the pirate bartender, who pointed and yelled, Hey, not in here, buddy! Real lively bunch here tonight, said the girl from Flashdance to a sexy witch standing next to her at the bar's end. Real dead bunch, I think you mean, Jojo, the witch intoned, smirking. That's right, yeah, a real dead bunch. Real dead bunch, Daisy, Jojo exclaimed, giggling at her co-worker's joke. Well, just be on the lookout for a live one for me, would you, Joe? You should be a comedian, Daisy. I already have a two-drink minimum, Daisy added, knocking back the rest of a gin and tonic that a local grocery store clerk dressed as Dracula had bought her minutes earlier. Where's Cat at, huh? asked Joe. She should be here. Probably got her nose stuck in a book under a goddamn tree somewhere. I'm right here, said a girl dressed up as a black cat, wearing fake ears and painted on whiskers, with a tail pinned to her frumpy black turtleneck. Can I get a Pepsi? Cat asked the bartender. What are you supposed to be, a geeky ferret? Daisy inquired of her sister. Ha ha, very funny. I see you're not wearing any costume at all, Daisy. Believe me, with the way I've been striking out lately, I thought about it. But no, instead of going the Lady Godiva route, I'm a sexy witch. Didn't you see my hat? Oh, right, the hat. Same thing as last year, but with the hat. What can I say? The autumn weather has a habit of making me feel a bit witchy. Just be careful about casting too many love spells. Somebody should slip a love potion into your Pepsi. Yo, Captain Ahab, can we get the raccoon girl here some grog to put into her sodi pop? Leave her alone, Daisy. She's only 17, Jojo hissed. In cat ears, that's like a hundred. Don't worry, I'll keep an eye on her. You better don't want her turning out like us sinners, Jojo's words drifted off as she scanned the room. I can't believe Bill hasn't talked to me at all today. I mean, how can he be this late if the catch is slowing down for the season? I mean, he works a lot, but never during happy hour. Maybe he fell asleep at the wheel again, suggested Daisy, lighting up a cigarette and smiling widely at Jojo. He wouldn't, said Jojo, twiddling her thumbs. Him and his crew said no more drinking on the job. After that day they crashed into those German tourists, he was getting long-distance phone calls for weeks. 
By his crew, said Daisy. Are you sure you don't mean his drinking buddies? Well, isn't that what we are? Cat interjected. I mean, we work together, but here we all are drinking. She looks down at her cup of Pepsi. Well, some of us are. The bar door swung open across the room, and in walked Bill, followed by Jake. Both young men, still wearing their work clothes, a bit dirty, still, from their day on the water. They made their way over to some empty seats at the bar when Jojo spotted them through the crowd. There he is, that big old dope, said Jojo, standing up and waving Bill over. Hey, Bill! Bill! Bill looked up and saw his girlfriend waving to him from the far end of the crowded bar. Hey, Jojo, Bill hollered, looking bewildered. How'd you know I'd be here? Oh, Bill, Jojo yelled, making her way over to him. Where have you been? You know I don't like it when you don't call me after work. She reached Bill and started punching him in the chest angrily. Bill laughed and looked down at Jojo. He stuck out his chest as she continued hitting him hard in his abs, and he acted like her blows had no effect on him at all. Baby, you know the phone on my boat is just for show, Bill said, as he reached one thick arm around his small girlfriend's back. Besides, I'm here now. Now why don't you pretend you're happy to see me for a minute so I don't look like a total jackass standing here getting beat up by a girl? Oh, Bill. Jojo stopped punching him and swung her own arms around him instead, holding him tightly. I am happy to see you. I just worry sometimes, you know? She looked up at Bill and Bill down at her. Like, what if there was a hole in the boat and you didn't know it until it was too late? Joe, Bill tried to interrupt. Or what if that rickety old dock finally gave way and you got your leg stuck? Or, Joe, Bill said louder. Or, or, Jojo couldn't think of anything else. Oh, Bill, I'm sorry. Just kiss me, okay? You got it, babe. Bill took Jojo's chin in his hand and made as if he was going to bite her nose. Grrr. He snapped his teeth at her, and she scrunched up her face in delight as he enveloped her lips and hit. Yuck, your breath. Were you and Jake drinking already? Jake interjected on Bill's behalf. Well, we might have had a couple of shots of Jim Beam in the parking lot. Hey, Jake, Daisy fluttered her eyelashes at him and swayed her rear seductively as she slinked into view. Daisy, Jake acknowledged with a single nod in return. Where are your costumes, Joe needled the pair. It's Halloween, don't you know you're supposed to dress up? Oh, well, I'm dressed up like a hobo, I guess, said Bill. Don't you see the stubble and the holes in my pants? Bill stuck a finger through a ragged gash in his front pocket. You certainly smell the part, Daisy cracked, waving her hand in front of her nose. Oh, Daisy, shouldn't Daisy be a comedian, guys? Don't you think, Bill? And what about you, Jake? What are you supposed to be? I'm Frankenstein's nephew. Buy me a drink or two, Frankenstein's nephew? Daisy asked nicely. Anything for you, Daisy. Jake waved down the pirate bartender and ordered five shots of tequila. Rounds on me. They all took a shot, even Kat, after no small amount of pressure from her older sister, and then another. This time Bill bought the rounds, and he threw in one more for good measure as the whole gang began to settle in. Feeling generous today, fellas? Daisy asked. Nah, we can't stick around too long tonight, ladies. Bill said loud enough for the whole group to hear. Me and Jake here have got plans for the evening. Guy plans, right Jake? Jake nodded and lifted an eyebrow at Bill. What, Bill? No! It's Halloween, Jojo objected loudly. I thought maybe this could be like a boyfriend and girlfriend thing. I'm all dressed up like Jennifer Beals. She pulled him closer by the waist, but Bill quickly broke her embrace. I know, I know, but trust me, you girls want no part of this. Secret guy stuff, all right? At the docks. Didn't you just come from the docks? And now you two lunkheads are headed back there? What for? Are you going to get another fight, Bill? 
Christ, your blast black eye was only healed up last week. Look, baby, I said it's top secret. If I told you, I'd have to kill you. And then he raised two fingers. A couple six-packs for the road, barkeep. You're kidding me. So you lowlives are going to go play poker on a boat and leave us here to be slobbered on by drunk halfwits in mummy suits? Bill stared at Jojo and theatrically zipped his lips with his fingers and threw away the key. Jojo punched him once on the chest, defeatedly. The two men threw some money on the counter and took the black plastic bags full of beer with them as they headed to the door. Jojo followed behind them. I love you, babe, but sometimes a guy's just gotta have guy time. I'll see you tomorrow, okay? Bill gripped the back of Jojo's head with one giant hand like he was palming a basketball, and he planted a kiss on her forehead and then walked out into the dark October night. Men, am I right, ladies? Daisy said, crossing her arms as she and Kat approached Jojo from behind. You'd think they're going to go jerk each other off or something. Or something, said Jojo, shaking her head. But you know what? I think we're going to go find out. Come on, girls. I guess we're going to the docks. The three girls got out of Leona's car at the darkened docks. The only lighting was a street lamp and a couple of jack-o'-lanterns piled up by the dock entrance. You girls sure you want me to just drop you off here? It's awful dark, and young cat there is looking a little green around the collar. We're fine, Leona. Our house is just a couple blocks down. If worse comes to worse, we can hoof it, Daisy assured her. And I'm sure Ma won't mind if Jojo here crashes on the sofa, or the floor, or the table, or in the bathtub, said Daisy trailing off. We're not going to scare that easy, Leona, Jojo smiled, ducking low to talk to Leona through the car window. We'll still see you bright and early tomorrow. Well, I will at least. Alright, well just stay safe, girls. I don't want to have to find a couple of new hires in the off-season. Good night, Leona, Jojo and Daisy said in unison. Good night, Leona, Cat muttered a bit too late as Leona sped off into the night. Okay, girls, Daisy spun around excitedly. How should we do this? Do what, asked Jojo. We're just going to waltz right up to Bill's boat, hop on board, and say, We know what you're up to, mister. Now confess! Shh! Daisy pursed her finger to her lips at Jojo. Keep your voice down. They can probably hear us. Jojo stopped yelling, and Cat cupped her hand over her own mouth, staring around the docks with a whimsical gaze. The three girls all stood still and listened for sounds of Jake and Bill and whatever it is they might be up to. Not a sound was heard, however, except for the small night waves splashing against the old wooden pillars of the docks below them. They waited a moment or two. How do we know which one is Bill's? whispered Daisy. These boats all look the same to me. It says Rosa on the back, Jojo whispered. He named it after his mother. Mommy issues much, Bill? mocked Daisy sarcastically. I think it's sweet, said Cat from behind them, as they all crept quietly across the dock, trying not to make the old wood creak below their feet. Something was odd about the docks tonight, and all the girls knew it, in one way or another. Not only could they not hear Bill or Jake, but there were more lights out than usual, meaning no one would have been there recently at all. I knew it, squeaked Jojo in a shrill but quiet voice. He wasn't coming to the docks at all. He's probably out at a party with his buddies and a million other girls our age. I bet Rebecca Turner is there too, and ooh, the things I would do to her face. Do you think he lied to us? asked Daisy. I don't know, said Jojo defeatedly. It's not like Bill to lie to me, ever. No matter how big of a dummy he is, why would he start doing it tonight on Halloween? Maybe they stopped for food along the way, suggested Cat. Er, 
she added, involuntarily gagging. What's wrong, Cat? You need to chuck? Daisy asked. No, it's just the idea of food right now. I'm just not that into it. The girls continued creeping along the darkened wooden docks, huddled close together and stumbling over each other's feet. Christ, it's spooky out here at night. Do you know where he usually docks? Daisy asked. Somewhere near the end. Near the end of this one, I think. They'd shuffled in a nervous huddle nearly halfway there when they suddenly detected movement on the dock adjacent theirs. Hello? Jojo croaked. Is someone there? There was no response as the girls stood silently still, waiting for an answer. Somebody could sneak up on us and slit all our throats, Cat half-whispered unhelpfully. Shut up, Cat, Daisy snapped back at her. Who would do a thing like that? A drifter, or an escaped mental patient, or a whole team of escaped mental patients. Stuff like that happens all the time. You've just been reading too many Stephen King books, that's what I think. A woo! Something howled, not far away from them. The girls all jumped, and Daisy nearly dropped her can of beer. Oh yeah? Was that a book that made that sound? Oh god, I'm too young to die, Jojo whimpered, chugging the rest of her beer in one long swig before throwing the empty can into the inky waters below. Probably just the Mackenzie's dog loose again, Daisy suggested, unconvincingly. A The howling was closer now. I've never heard a dog make sounds like that. Does it have its paw caught in a bear trap or something? I think I'm gonna hurl, Cat moaned. Do it off the dock, both Jojo and Daisy barked in unison. Then suddenly, from behind a shadowy stack of crates a few yards ahead of them, a hulking figure jumped out, all fur and teeth and claws. The creature and the girls considered each other in silence for one brief moment. The girls' minds quickly sorted through prayers they might remember, ones that you say before dying. Ow! Run, Daisy shouted. The girls ran back the way they came, stumbling and cursing, positive they were being pursued, but too afraid to look behind them. They came to an intersection in a plankway. Cat chucked her beer into the harbor. Which way is it? Jojo cried out. You were the one taking us to where Bill's boat was, remember? Toward the streetlights, Cat yelled as they rounded a left corner, stepping around lobster traps littering the dock. We're going to make it! We're going to make it! Jojo squealed as the jack-o'-lanterns that had been placed astride the entranceway came into view. Just then from behind an old rusted fishing boat that seemed to have not left the dock in several years, another figure emerged. Same hair, same animalistic features, slightly shorter than the one perhaps still pursuing them. The girls all ran into each other as they ground to a halt. Oh, oh, oh! The second wolfman howled a touch more quizzically than the first. Fuck! screamed Daisy, hurling her half-empty beer can at the beast, bouncing uselessly off his shoulder and into the harbor below. It might have been all the running or pure fear that made her do it, but Cat suddenly stopped and vomited, coating the wooden plank floor with a couple cheap tequila shots and warm Pepsi. My witch shoes! yelled Daisy, stumbling while kicking off Cat's backsplash. Run the other way, Cat ordered, wiping her mouth on her sleeve and instantly regaining her composure. So once again, they were running down the dock, the first wolfman nowhere to be seen. When the two docks diverged, this time they went the way not previously traveled. The sound of heavy boots clapping on the wood only a scant few steps behind them. 
This is crazy, this is crazy, this is crazy, this is crazy. Jojo went, her words a panic jumble. What the hell are they, some kind of werewolves? Daisy offered. There's no such thing as werewolves, Cat said in return. Well, tell them that. Wake up, wake up, wake up, Jojo cried, banging her fists on her head as she ran. They ran and ran, the docks a blur of boats and indecipherable corners that didn't seem to add up to any kind of familiar shape. They ran for their lives in a wild panic, the likes of which Mystic had never seen. Oh my god, no, Daisy pointed ahead of them. A taller werewolf rounded the corner onto the dock upon which they were running, clawing wildly at the air, howling, taking huge strides in an inhuman gait. Where now? Jojo screamed at Cat, the most level-headed of the bunch, as they turned to see the second creature rapidly closing the distance from behind. Cat took a couple steps back towards the edge of the dock facing the water. Then, with the grace of someone who'd taken three years of track and field in high school, she ran between her two companions and leapt across the gap between theirs and the next dock over. Cat? Jojo whined. They all knew that she and Daisy, being smokers, could not make the jump themselves. I'll go get help, Cat answered, before turning around and running full speed towards shore. Well, fuck, the little nerdling can jump, Daisy observed, wryly considering the situation. Back here, there's another way. Jojo led Daisy by the hand back a few yards to another intersection, heading further out towards the water, rounding the bend mere moments before the second werewolf caught up to them. This dock was longer, a straight shot further out into the water, designed to accommodate the marina's few larger vessels. This is a dead end, Daisy objected. This is no time for jokes, Daisy. I'm not joking, we're about to run out of dock. At the end of the dock was a wooden shack used to house the lengths of rope any dock occupants might make need of. We can hide in here. Daisy grabbed Jojo and they fell into the rickety doorway, breaking the door off its hinges. The two girls landed on a large pile of heavy rope, draped in shadow. Oof, cried Daisy, sitting up and dusting herself off. What is this place? Looks like where they keep the rope, said Jojo. Very observant, Sherlock Holmes, said Daisy. Do you think those things saw us come in here? I'm pretty sure they did, said Jojo, looking up at the open door they'd crashed through with a dead stare. Two tall, dark, hairy figures stood in the doorway, towering over the two helpless girls. Daisy and Jojo both looked up in horror as the two menacing wolf-like figures stepped slowly towards them through the doorway. Then one of the figures looked over at the broken door latches and back at the girls. Ah, Christ, Jojo, said the taller figure. Well, I guess the shed door is broken again. Ah, nuts, said the other dark figure behind the first. Huh? said both of the girls, confused. The taller dark figure pulled off his mask to reveal the sweaty face of Bill. The other figure behind him was presumably Jake. Bill, cried Jojo loudly. Ah, what, said Bill, beginning to smile. Hey, did we get you girls or what? Are you insane, cried Daisy. You goddamn jerks could have killed us, cried Jojo. Ah, come on, Joe, said Bill. Him and Jake began laughing as Jake removed his mask. You girls didn't think we'd really run out on you on Halloween, did you? Bill, you goddamn moron, said Jojo. You, You couldn't have just jumped out at us and that's it? Poor cat almost broke her legs jumping that gap. What if she hurt herself? Where did she even go? She's too drunk to be on this dock alone. Want me to go find her? Said Jake from behind Bill. No, cried Jojo. You'll just scare her even more, whether you're dressed like a gorilla or not. I'm a wolf, said Jake. Whatever, said Jojo, getting up off the ground. Me and Daisy will go find Cat. You two take those stupid monkey suits off and then come help us. 
Bill and Jake both took off their werewolf gloves and helped the girls to their feet. Actually, said Daisy, looking at Jake and smiling, why don't you and lover boy Bill go look for Cat? Me and Jake will wait here in case she comes back this way. You sure? asked Jojo. Yeah, said Daisy. You and your creepo boyfriend go talk this out and maybe Jake here can stay and, uh, show me the ropes. Jake raised one eyebrow at this, but otherwise stayed silent. Jojo and Bill walked along the dock back toward the shore, calling out for Cat the whole way. Bill kept trying to take Jojo's hand in his, but she batted him away each time. Knock it off, Bill. Don't you get that I'm furious with you? Cat! Cat! You can come out, Cat. It was just Bill and his dumbass friend. Ah, she's got to be long gone by now, Joe. I'm talking miles from here, man. I've never seen anyone run like that. He roared with laughter at the thought. Ha ha ha. I mean, wow. Did you see her make that jump? That must have been over ten feet. Stop it, Bill. It's not funny, snapped Joe. You know, if something happens to her, it's all your fault. Yeah, but still, you should have seen you girls all screaming and carrying on. He mimicked a panicking girl, waving her hands in front of her. Hee hee hee! Shut the hell up, Bill. You better shut up. She slapped Bill's chest hard with two hands. Or what? Ow! Whoa! His howl turned from that of a wolf to that of a falling man as she shoved him with her full force and he went backwards over the edge of the dock and into the water with a splash. Oh no, Bill! Jojo ran to the edge and peered over as the idiot she loved despite it all splashed around, struggling to keep afloat while being dragged down by the heavy waterlogged denim and flannel he wore. Bill! Jesus, Joe! He yelled up at her, treading water and spitting the salt he got into his mouth. Do you know how freezing this water is? Oh, Bill, I'm sorry, Jojo offered in an apologetic tone, but then quickly changed back to something more stern. But it does serve you right, though. All right, I'm sorry. I screwed up, okay? You really did this time, Bill. You really did. But you didn't need to be so afraid. I mean, if there were really werewolves and mystic, you'd know I would be there to protect you. I know, Bill. I know. I shouldn't have pushed you so hard. Let me help you out. She got on her knee and reached down to him. Blowing water out of his mouth, he added, I would have beat those wolf men up. I would have hit them so hard, they see full moons taking grasp of her wrist as she did this. All right, pull, Bill. Arr, you're too heavy. It's all right, Joe. Just plant your knees, and I'll use you like a rope. Just lean forward a little bit more, and Bill. Jojo was slipping. Bill! Jojo went headfirst over top of Bill, and they both flew back with a loud splash into the cold water below. Under they went for a second, and then Jojo's head flew back up as she screamed with both shock and terror. Bill came up with her, both laughing and making sure she could stay above water. Bill! She yelled, shivering and frantically treading water. Bill! Help me! Bill! You're all right, Joe, he said, holding her up with both arms around her waist. I got you, baby. It's all right. Just a little cold water, see? Oh, Bill. Jojo turned around and embraced Bill as they both kept each other afloat. How did this night end up like this? It's my fault, Joe. I'm sorry, said Bill. You know me and Jake, we get a little caught up sometimes in the moment. I know, it's okay, baby, pled Joe. You know, it can be a pain in the ass, but that's kind of what I love the most about you, too. Yeah, said Bill, a bit relieved and very cold. Even when I'm a big dummy and I break shit and get all stupid? Mm Mm-hmm, Jojo nodded in agreement, looking into Bill's eyes. 
Oh, Joe, you know I love you, too. They kissed in between cold, deep gasps. Why, I could marry you right now, right here in the water. Yeah? Jojo smiles at him. Yeah, you know, you look so pretty when you're wet, Bill says. You really want to marry me, Bill? Well, yeah, says Bill without hesitation. Of course I do, baby. Let's do it. We'll set a date and everything. Bill, you're not proposing to me, are you? Right here in the water? You better believe I am, baby. Right here in the freezing cold waters of Mystic. Oh, Bill, what about a ring? And you barely even know my folks, and... We'll worry about all that stuff later, Joe. This is how I want to do it. Right here. Bill gazes into her eyes, and they both forget for a moment that their bodies are freezing cold. Will you marry me, Josephine Barboza? Oh, Bill, yes. I will marry you. They both started making out furiously, eating each other's salty wet faces while they both struggled to stay afloat in each other's arms in the dark cold waters of the mystic night. Just then, blue and red lights started flashing, lighting up their faces while they kissed. Bill looked out of the corner of his eyes to see where the lights were coming from. Oh shit, what the hell is that, he said. Did somebody call the cops? Is that... Joe looked over too, towards the shore. Is that Cat? Cat stood at the shore, silhouetted by the headlights behind her, waving her arms above her head, the police car's lights flashing a bright red and blue into the night. Hey guys, Cat yelled from the shore. Guys, I brought help! Ah, shit, Bill said. Cat brought the goddamn cops. How am I going to explain this one? Wait a minute, Jojo said. Where's Jake and Daisy? Daisy pulled Jake by the hand back into the nest of ropes laid crisscross upon the shack floor. She began unbuttoning his shirt, pausing halfway through her task to take his lightly fur-covered nipple between her lips. He wordlessly acquiesced to her explorations, running his hand up the back of her neck and through her curls. We're doing this right here, Jake asked, even though through her actions the answer was already made clear. Right here, right now, she nodded slowly, smiling wide with her perfect white teeth. He went straight for the goods, grabbing at Daisy's breast through the black fabric of her witch costume. She squealed in delight and pulled him in close, locking his hand between their two bodies and plunging her tongue deep into his mouth. But just as quickly as she'd engaged with him, he suddenly withdrew and pushed him away, sending him falling backwards into the rope. Jake looked up at her, surprised but excited to see what she had in store for him. It's Halloween night. Thought maybe I'd give you a quick Halloween show. Promise it won't be too scary. She struck a pose, placing one hand on her hip, jutting out sideways. With the other, she dragged one finger lasciviously across her lips, encircling it with her tongue and then engulfing it, a look of wanton pleasure on her face. Mmm. Daisy turned away from him. (laughs) Daisy turned away from him hiding from sight what was happening with her hands until one of them crept up to her shoulder and then the other. She pulled the top of the low-cut dress off her shoulders, allowing the garment to fall to the floor, pulling around her spiderweb-patterned nylon stockings. She allowed a moment to pass in order to heighten Jake's anticipation, then turned around, presenting her lingerie-clad body to him. Now you, she cooed, give me your shirt. Jake didn't need to be told twice, and he quickly slipped out of the half-buttoned flannel. Daisy watched and then held out her hand expectantly. He threw it her way, and she snatched it out of the air. 
She considered the ragged thing for a moment and then threw it behind her out the door. He wouldn't be needing it tonight. She knelt on the floor between his spread legs, examining this creature that lay before her with a theatrically clinical detachment. I just can't get over how hot you look in that, Jake stammered. I mean, did you maybe have plans for the evening, or... Daisy shushed him, cutting him off with a finger laid across his mouth. The finger traveled downward, joined by her other fingers, raking through his chest hair and eventually to his belt. Suddenly, she grabbed at him through the front of his jeans. Well, what have we got here, Daisy asked, playfully giving him a squeeze. Well, mister, is that a tall boy can of beer in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? She straddled him on her knees, allowing her panty-clad womanhood to rest on the rise in his pants. He grimaced eagerly at the contact, and Daisy responded with a look of faux concern. What's the matter? Oh, is it these? She asked, gesturing at her barely contained breast behind the black lace of her bra. Do you want me to let them out to play? Jake nodded eagerly. Well, all you had to do was ask, hon. She pressed her swollen bosom into his face, suffocating him with her supple cleavage as she ran behind her and unhooked her bra pulling it out from between them and tossing it in the direction of his shirt, somewhere out under the night sky. Jake took her dark left silver dollar-sized nipple in his mouth, pinching it gently with his teeth, causing Daisy to gasp and throw her head back in pleasure. Then he moved on to the other one as she wrapped her hands around his neck, slightly constricting his ability to intake air. Her grasp loosened and she pulled her breasts away from Jake's face, replacing them with her own face as the two kissed deeply, their tongues frantically entwining and their chins becoming wet with spit. They carried on that way for a little while, and then Daisy started traveling downward along his body once more. Jake unclasped his belt and began reaching for his fly when Daisy pulled his hands away, pinning them under her knees. She kissed the bulge in his pants and with her fingers undid his button. She pulled the zipper down with her teeth. (laughs) The pants soon laid upon the floor beside her dress. Daisy admired Jake's erection and ran the back of her hand down its shaft, cupping his balls with her other hand, as if judging their weight. You're bigger than I remember. See what you do to me, Daisy, he offered by the way of explanation. She responded by taking the head of his dick deep into her lips. Jake moaned. Unable to turn the sounds into words, Daisy ignored this and worked her magic with her mouth. It was impossible to tell how long she went at it. Jake's conception of time had completely left him. At some point, he began to feel an orgasm rising, but as if sensing this, Daisy allowed his hardened member to slip out from her lips. She rose to her feet. I think it's time you showed me what you can do, Daisy stated with an authoritative air. She slipped her black panties down her legs and then threw it in Jake's lap. I'm not sure I've got anything on you, but I'll certainly give it my best. Daisy looked around the room, unsatisfied by his answer. You know what we need. A little something to spice things up, give you that extra boost of encouragement. She found what she was looking for behind a pile of rope in the corner. You ever go down on a werewolf before? Daisy asked. She pulled the rubber mask down over her head. I never knew I wanted to until now, baby, said Jake from between Daisy's legs. It was a little weird, that wolfman mask, but what was good for the goose must be good for the gander, Jake thought, pressing the tip of his nose up into her clit. He extended his tongue and for a while ran it up and down along the outer reaches of her lower lips. 
Once she'd started moaning, he plunged inwards, tasting her. It was a strong taste, but delicious. Daisy's moans took on a staccato rhythm, finally hitting one long high note as she climaxed. Jake might have just been being modest, Daisy thought. His oral skills were magnificent. Now it was his turn again. Still catching her breath, he pulled him to his knees by his hair and then knelt down on her hands and knees, inviting him to enter her from behind. A style Daisy thought to be most appropriate considering the mask. Wordlessly, Jake took hold of himself and slipped into her with zero resistance. He pumped into her at full speed right from the get-go. If it was too fast for Daisy, she certainly wasn't letting it on. She took his full length again and again, her round buttocks bouncing off his hips, cooing words of encouragement. Yeah, you animal! Do it to me! Uh, uh, uh. She pulled the mask off as she came again, butting out a shriek. Her dark hair stuck to her face with sweat. Aye! Jake was approaching orgasm himself, and Daisy seemed to sense this. Don't come in me, baby, okay? Daisy whispered. But But he he already did. did. The The end. Happy Halloween, everybody. From all of us here at Mystic Pizza Minute.